listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Here, these are conversations that will differentiate you from your competition. Now, if you don't want to be different than your competition, probably should just go ahead and shut this off. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Like when we audit the mod and get and do the mod master and and give them the actionable items that they can that they can do in order to lower their cost of risk. This is Power Producers Shop Talk. Production redefined. Reasonable and what wasn't. And and I think that you know, that's, that's spot on. And, you know, these people that we're talking with don't necessarily understand what their exposures are and what they can even do about them, um, you know, when they're uncovered. So I, I do like that what we're able to provide is something tangible, action items that they can do. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Power Producers Shop Talk episode. 13. Do you disclose your commissions? Lucky number 13. I feel like there may be a little mojo around this now. Dude, so. Nash, Nash was born on the 13th, so it's not a it's not an unlucky number for me anymore. Got a long road ahead of you with Nash, buddy. Oh my god, you're telling me. Last night was awesome. Not as awesome as my house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. The power went out. Power, <laughs> power. I, I was up working until almost four o'clock this morning. Oh my I God. finally lay down and Ethan just like has this sixth sense that I guess whenever the power goes out, he automatically wakes up, which he's ready to can, issue some tickets for that shit. Dude, you can drop a daisy cutter in my living room <laughs> and I am not waking up. It's just not going to happen ever. So uh, I don't get it, but so we were talking about the lightning and all of yes. that, and you were Go talking bolts. about yeah, you were talking about Stamkos. Yeah, we're right. happy for all of you in New York. Sorry if you're an Islanders fan, but we're going to have to go ahead and knock you out here. Um, but anyhow, right. I was asking you if you'd ever heard the story about me and Stephen Stamkos. Stammer, I have not. Philadelphia airport. This this is a good one. So I was up there with my dad. We were traveling on business, and um, we were visiting one of the PEOs we worked with up there. And we, we caught the afternoon flight home and I saw Stamkos walking up to the gate. Like I recognized who he was. Yeah. And so I elbowed my dad and I'm like, Hey, that's, that's Steven Stamkos over there. And he's, and he's like, okay, I said, you know, <laughs> you know, from the lightning. He's like, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I said, I wonder what he's doing. And so you could tell it was kind of weird, man, but you could tell that Stamkos was like, that weird thing where you're expecting people to approach you, maybe ask for autographs, whatever else. But then nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> nobody knew who he was. Right. And even if they did, Flyers fans are probably not going to go ask Stamkos for his autograph. And so he just, he sort of hung out and it, it was really kind of like this whole bizarre thing. And like, they're even at one point, cause he's going up trying to get on the flight on standby. Right. Oh, so you okay. hear, you hear them paging him over the overhead. Tampa passenger Stamkos, Stephen Stamkos, please come to the U.S. Air, uh, Gate, whatever, or whatever airline. That's we funny. Nobody approaches him then. Right? Yeah. So I, the I would have to imagine if it was in 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 Tampa that it oh would, he'd have been mauled. Right. 
I mean, people won't. out there are probably just and, and and I feel like a lot of people don't really recognize hockey players to begin with, anyways. But yeah, so the way that this gate was set up, you kind of walked. It was all inside, but you walked down the ramp to get to the area where you cut across you know, to get under the actual plane. Mm-hmm. And so there was an area above where the ramp went down that had a railing and people were standing there waiting until their boarding zone got called. And Stamkos was standing there above that ramp watching as people just were... Peer, just peering down on everybody. Yeah, guess, just, yeah. Like a gargoyle. And so, and so my dad, who is probably one of the worst people in the world to fly with, extremely impatient, like way worse than I am from that standpoint. There's a dude that tried to get in front of him. Like, and he wasn't in the correct boarding zone or something or had too. I don't know. I remember what it was, had too many carry ons. So (laughs) this guy had like three or four bags and he was trying to cut us in line to get on the plane first. And I know exactly what my dad was thinking. He will not, he will not stand for that. No, he's not. He he's like this dude is going to take half the overhead space. Not <laughs> happening. Not on my watch. So the guy tries to get around us, and my like this is all happening so fast. It was a natural reaction for me because I'm wondering if I'm going to have to throw hands at some point, right? So I'm standing there. This guy goes to go past my dad. My dad lowers his shoulder, throws him into the wall, oh, and I what? look up and, and I look up and I go, "That's how you do it, Stammer." And I just <laughs> know it. I just kept going and got on the plane. And so Stamkos, Stamkos came in and he ended up flying coach. We were in first class. He ends up flying in coach and he points at me and gave me the smile because he knew he Dude, knew it was me. But that's he, classic. My dad threw that guy into the wall right under Stamkos's watch. And if it was Stamkos, <laughs> it was Stamkos, he'd have probably got hurt. He'd have yeah. probably been on the disabled list. Probably. Unfortunately, man. Dude's Made a glass. I, I, I wish he was healthy because he's a stud. But he is, man. He's so good. But it just seems like he has been perpetually hurt. Last couple of seasons have been rough. That's yeah, kind of like I, I saw Fitz Magic down in Miami when he uh, w- after the last season or whatever when he went down there. He was just because his family still lived up here in Tampa. He was just flying, flying back to Tampa from Miami or Fort Lauderdale or whatever. But anyways, well, listen, man. What's the deal? I, yeah, I was in an interesting thread not that long ago regarding commissions Mm. inside inside of one of the agency groups that I'm in. And it was interesting because the, the, the topic of the thread was an agent agency owner complaining that one of their clients asked them how much they made and they didn't want to tell them like, it blew my mind. They, they, they didn't yeah, want that's to stupid to me. And they're saying, oh, well, you can't tell them how much you make because they're going to want to get a piece of it or any of, you know, all of this stuff. And people just kept piling on and piling on and piling on. And in, in, in agreeance? Yeah. Really? Like, agents not wanting people to know how much they got paid to represent people. And well, I'm I, guess, like, I guess it depends on what your value prop is, right? I mean, I guess. Or. <laughs> You know, for me, it's like... If you don't have one, then you might not want people to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my first question is, why are you afraid? Right. Why, why are you afraid to disclose your compensation to the people that you're working for? Maybe, exactly. you, maybe you don't understand this, but that's... I want them to know that I'm only getting 10% to put up with their shit all year. 
Well, it's technically <laughs> their boss, right? Right. So you, you don't think your boss deserves to know how much they're paying you to represent them? And, and I think it's interesting. You know, when I go in to a meeting, I've, you, you may even have been in a meeting with me where I've said it before, but I'll tell a client or a yeah. prospect, my absolute favorite thing to talk about is my personal compensation. I want right. them to know. I, I don't care if they know how much I get paid or not, because I feel like we do what we need to do to earn that money, right? Mm, I agree. And it, it's interesting. I, so to me, if you aren't willing to disclose how much you're making to the people who are paying you, what what aren't you delivering? You know, why exactly. do you have that guilty conscience? There's a reason you don't you you want to hide behind that. And so yeah. my first question is, you know, are you all the carriers are, it's not like they're paying, you know, X agency more than, more than our agency. Like if it's 10%, it's 10%. Right. For, for, for the most part. Well, my first question is, you know, are you delivering value? Like exactly. what are you doing for this client in order to justify what you make? If you're delivering something of value that you can justify your commission, not that I think you should have to justify anything, but you shouldn't hide behind how much you're making. You should right. disclose that to them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what I've saying before. I can, the only scenario I can think of where people aren't going to want to do that is if they don't have a value prop. I guess maybe on workers' comp too. Like if somebody's if somebody's experience is horrendous on your watch and and their mod is a one point four and it's going up to a one point six and they see that you're getting paid, <laughs> you you essentially just got a raise. Like we've talked about that in in client appointments numerous times. Um, that would be a situation where <laughs> if you're that agent, you might not want them to know, but dude, like get it together. Well, the other thing too is, I mean, there's certain parts of the country. I don't know how stringent the laws are, you know, in all 50 States, I can barely keep track of Florida, but I mean, there's, there's States where you're required to disclose your compensation. So it's against the law for you not to tell people how much you're making and you should have it in your proposals. I have a sheet yeah. in my, in my middle market commercial proposal, I have a sheet that shows what our commissions are per line of coverage as an agency right? for every line of coverage that we're placing for somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's on, it's on every quote that we get back from every, every carrier that I've quoted with. It's like, so I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Let's say you're yeah. going in and you're talking to, you're, you're talking to a client and that, you, you know, that client says, well, just exactly how much is Florida risk partners getting, for placing my workers cop. What's your response to that? Uh, I mean, I, I'm straight up with them. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them right there. I'm like, look, you know, our, the, the percentage we get from the carrier for placing this is 10%, 12%, whatever it is. And here's, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and here's what we're doing for you in, in order to make that, um, you know, make that switch or, or, or uh, you know, to earn your business. I'll outline exactly what we're doing. I mean, and, and, you know, it depends on when it comes up in the conversation too. If that's the first thing they ask you, that's weird. If, you know, like in my opinion. If, if that's if, the first thing they ask me, it's the last thing they ask me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so if you've gone through and, you, and you've shown them and, and like I've done a mod master forum or I've gone through and pointed out, you know, um, all the all, all the things that may be missing, like like credits or the fact that they don't have a good dividend or a dividend at all that question doesn't even come up. Like, like they don't, they're not, you don't go through all that, point out all those things, show them what you're going to do for them. And then be like, Oh, you know, well, how much are you making? Like, that's, that's weird. In my opinion, that, that, 
that hasn't happened to me before. But to to go along with your question, I'll tell them straight up. Wait a minute, hold on. You mean to tell me that I'm paying a hundred thousand dollars a year for my workers' comp premium, and you're getting your agency's getting ten percent of that? That's right. Ten thousand dollars of that money is commissions. That's insane. I would never have hired you if I knew you were making $10,000. How do you overcome that? Okay, cool. See ya. Let me tell you what my answer is. (laughs) My answer is this. Why should I make less than the person who's keeping your bottomless fries full at Red Robin? How much do you tip at a restaurant when you go out to eat? I'm pretty sure it's more than 10%. And And those people are making an hourly wage in addition. So if you add that to the tips that they get, they could be getting anywhere between 20 and 25% of the amount of your bill. Yeah, I get it that your bill is probably only 100 bucks, maybe. But at the end of the day, percentages scale. Why should I be providing the type of value that I'm providing for you, reducing your total cost of risk at the rate that we're doing it, and work for less than a server? Not that there's anything wrong with servers and, and what they do for a living or how much they make. I'm just simply saying... You're not going to your attorney and your accountant when they tell you how much they charge per hour and questioning how much they make. They're pretty transparent in their compensation structure, and you make a decision. I'm either going to hire you or I'm not. But agents that hide behind commissions and aren't willing to put it out there, they only contribute to the It's not like I set the commission either. It's not like it's something that I came up with where I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to take 15%, you know, on on your account. It's like, no, the carrier, the carrier determines that. And I'm, I'm placing the coverage with them. What am I, am I not supposed to be paid for doing that, for finding you coverage, for fixing the issues in your policy, for mitigating your, your risk? Like what? Well, and the other thing too is, you know, I could also say, would you like for me to go ahead and net the commissions out? Great. Your premium is still the same. You're right. getting the same amount yeah, exactly. regardless. It's not an additional the, amount. The commissions are embedded into the rates that are mandated by the state. So, A, you could pay $100,000 a year, not pay me and get nothing. Or you could pay $100,000 a year. I get a reasonable amount of money to offset all the deliverables and time we have to invest in your operation. And either way, you come out with the same amount of money spent out of pocket. So. Exactly. Why are we even having this conversation? And you usually don't. Like again, I don't run into it very often. I've, maybe once or twice in my whole career. Yeah. And usually, you know, the other the other way you can do it, and I don't want to get into the intricacies of this because we're going to talk about it on a different episode. But you know, that's also a good time for you to go ahead and pivot into the service fee discussion because I could yeah. very easily take that. And if we're using workers' comp, it's really actually a good example in Florida because. It is embedded into the rates. So if you want to, let's just say that the workers' comp is inflated because the mod is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a 2.0. I'm willing to look at that as if, okay, the mod's a 2.0. I get it. If we were only, if we had the mod at a 1.0, we would only be getting this much money. Let's figure out how we can partner with these people and figure out some efficiencies in our compensation so that we have the ability to control their costs. So that may be a situation where I say, you know what? I agree with you. It's not going to change the bottom line number for you on the workers' comp. Let's leave the commissions there because, like I said, it's not going to change the number. And then if we need to back off commissions on the other stuff to try and help supplement some savings, then we can talk about that on a one-off basis that way. But never with the cop. Never. Right. 
doesn't make there's sense. No, in Florida. No reason. Yeah, there's just no reason here to do that. Now, in other states, you can net the commission out. And if you're on a retrospectively rated program in Florida, you can also adjust commissions inside of that because of the way that it's put together as opposed to a guaranteed cost cost plan. But, you know, listen, people, here's my two cents. We gripe about this all the time as agents. We want to be viewed as professionals. Mm-hmm. We want to be treated like professionals. But we act like idiots, right? We act like it's not our client's business to know how much we get paid. We, we want to keep things secretive. And then we want to crap all over them and basically act like they're the bad guy for asking. Here's a fun fact. If they're asking you how much you get paid, it's because they're questioning how what much you get paid and what you're doing to earn that. Exactly. But I mean, so, so to your point there about wanting to be viewed as professionals and that, like, I mean, if you look at lawyers, right, like they charge a fee. That's yeah, the, unless it's a plaintiff's attorney and they work on a commission, but I'll give you a hint. It's not 10%. Right. Yeah. And, and it's disclosed. Like it's, it's not, I, I just don't. It, it, yeah. It's like 30 or 40% of whatever they recover. Okay. Right. Great. Again, and bad example, it. people, right? You know that up front. And, and, you know, again, you're telling me I don't deserve 10, but yet this, yeah, and I'm saving you money at a rate where an attorney might be able to recover you money, but you're willing to split it with them at 40% and you're going to argue with me over 10 or 15. Just when I'm sorry. protecting your business. <laughs> yeah. So here's the advice, people. You got to get out there. You got to disclose the commissions. Do it in a way where you're showing that. And listen, if you need to, maybe if it's new in the relationship, go ahead and line item out all of the services that you're including as part of the process. The issue that we have is the same thing that we beat to death all the time. You guys are out there selling products and you're tying your compensation to the sale of a product and you're not focusing on the problem. We had a, a guy in Killing Commercial to, uh, this morning. It, it, this is so weird. Um, I'm not going to use his name, but he'll know when he listens to this that I'm talking about him and he won't care. Um, but he reached out in the community last night and said, I'm working with somebody who does government work. Their mod is getting ready to go up to X. You know, it's going to be above one. They're going to lose contracts. Is there a way for me to go back to the carrier and negotiate them either letting the client reimburse them for indemnity or um, changing how those claims were paid out or putting a deductible on a policy retroactive to the beginning of the policy term? Because that would take enough of the indemnity off of the claims to where the mod would stay at a below a one. Mm-hmm. And what's nuts is I have just had this exact conversation. I mean, to the letter with Josh Gurley, like five minutes before he was telling me this exact scenario that he had gotten done on an account that he had worked on years ago. And then all of a sudden I log on. It's like, dude, are you have our phones bugged or something like there's no way that this exact same scenario came up less than five minutes after the only other time i've talked about that in my entire life you know and here it is so put him on on the phone with josh and this is where you know this is where some of the learning curve hits but and again you know josh is one of those guys he grew up on the lake in georgia and he has his own way of saying 
Josh has a way of saying things so I can understand them. Um, but, you know, he, he explains things in a very pragmatic way. It makes perfect sense, right? Keep it as simple as you can, no matter what it is that you're talking about. So he's, he's laying all of this stuff out, and he's telling me about the conversation of, that the two of them had. And he's, he's, he's mentioning, well, the, and then he told me he wanted to do this. And I said, you probably should do this. Listen to this, people. I'm going to give you some advice. Focus on the problem, not the product. What was the problem? The problem is this guy wasn't going to be able to work. <laughs> so focus on that. Don't worry about you selling them workers' comp. Don't worry about how much you're going to get paid off of it. Don't worry about trying to fix the problem by placing another policy unless that's the actual way to fix the problem. What this person needed was somebody to go in and say, you know what? Been there, done that. We've gotten this accomplished before with other carriers. We're happy to engage with you. Let me tell you what we would do. Here's how we would do it. Truthfully, I don't know that I can get this done for you with your existing carrier, but I'm willing to bet that if I share this information with you, you're going to give me the opportunity to have this business or you're going to award me with this business at your renewal in December. And I said, that's the, that's the approach. Go in and do that because you go in guns blazing. Number one, you're not, you have zero leverage with the carrier, right? You don't even represent them. A, you don't even have a contract with that carrier. So you're going to have a problem there. And carriers aren't all too keen on giving people contracts based on you AORing business they already write. So that was the first that was the first roadblock that he had. The second roadblock was that the agent that was on this account was a relatively um is a good agent. It, it's somebody that I know in Florida that's well respected, relatively comp savvy, but the carrier that the comp was placed with he has like several million dollars in premium with that carrier. And so when I was talking to Josh, I said, look, man, you know, getting the mindset right is the first obstacle. The second obstacle is that this agent's pretty good, great relationship person with their clients, has very good relationships. And with this carrier, they've got a few million in premium. Pretty sure it's going to be hard to pull the account from this person via AOR. And I said, so let's work on the mindset first. And so... Um, Josh had his conversation and then I had sent an email over to the other dude and said, give me a ring. And he did and basically laid it out exactly the way that it needed to be laid out going forward. Um, so I'm glad I had that conversation to hear what he was saying. I think sometimes you see, again, a lot of premium in front of you and you don't always, um, you don't always allow yourself to step back, take a deep breath and be, ah, that's how I'm going to approach that. This makes way more sense because, again, in the middle market, patience is where it's at. You have to be patient. I tell people all the time, if we, if all we were going to write, take the small business unit, take personal lines, everything out. If all we were going to write is middle market commercial, mm-hmm. if we wrote two dozen pieces of new business a year between yeah. 250 and 500000 in premium – Dude, that's a banner year yeah, for solid almost any agency. Right. But I mean, to your point, it, it takes a while. Like, you know, some of these sales processes are, you know, six, nine, 12 months 
Like th- there's well, been that's the biggest thing. You're taking people that are used to writing bops and personal lines, and right? Volume play. It's let me get it into the Raider and get 15 quotes so that I can, you know, let you see what they are and you can pick the cheapest one or whatever. And I might get to explain coverage to you, but I might not. And blah 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 blah. Well, right. that's not how this works. You could go three or four months not write a single piece of business, write three pieces of business the following month, and be ahead of your goal for the year. Yep. Commissions people disclose them. Nobody oh, likes hi. secrets. Nobody likes yeah. secrets. God. Come on, bro. Seriously, man. All right, cool. Well, you know what? It's time to get the weekend started. So it I'm going to wrap this one up, and we are going to move on to the next one. Until next time, see you. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes